Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi guys, Sine here. Just wanted to jump in and let you know that there are some ads on the pod now. This is to help Lonnie and I keep doing what we love and we thank you for supporting us. Sine, are you a bit mad that our parents didn't mold us into champion athletes as children? Not at all. Couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. I just want to watch cartoons. I don't want to be hitting a ball on a hot tennis court. No. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> it's worked out well for you then. That's good. <laughs> Hello there. This is a podcast called I Only Like You and Movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Sine, as always. Hello. I am here. As always. As always. Well, watch the film. Oh, no, I am always here. Yeah. No, yeah, generally you are. Yeah. We have watched King Richard. We're in Oscars season. Look at the map. <laughs> or the calendar. <laughs> look at the map and then look at the calendar when you realize that you've been looking at the wrong thing. That's what. That's the thought process I want you to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'll find we're in Oscars season and this is... Will Smith's Oscar film, I think. Wow, really? What do you reckon, reckon Sine? Oh, that's... I can't believe you've started with such a contentious thing. Let's... uh, Back away from the hard... It's not going to be Javier Bardem from Being the Ricardos. Is that even a film? It's not going to be Denzel from The Tragedy of Macbeth. Not because I don't love Denzel, but I just... No. I feel like Denzel's had his time with Oscars. Like... Yeah. But maybe, maybe. But he's also got Benedict from Power of the Dog mm. and Andrew Garfield from Tick, Tick, Boom. I think it's a two-horse two race there between uh, Tick, Tick, Boom and King Richard in their respective <sighs> actors. What do you think? I reckon Will will get it, but I want Andrew too. That's what I think. I feel like often Oscars go to people playing real people. That's why I'm thinking those two. Also, Andrew's quite young in Hollywood standards. Like That's... he hasn't been around that long. And think about it, Will Smith was nominated for Ali back in the day. He was. Didn't get it. I feel like. Which he should probably should have. Who won well, that year? I feel like they don't often give you a first go around, but they'll give it to you a second go around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. It's been around yeah. a long time as well. Listen to us try to psychoanalyze the. <laughs> it's not just who did the best performance that year. Couldn't possibly. <laughs> no, of course not. There must be reasons. But actually, it's true. It's never just the person who does the best performance. There's so much stuff that goes into it. Yeah. I'll just try and find who's up against back in the day. Please. Can't wait. Um, while we do that, Sine. Yes. What's the film about? Do you like it? The film is about um, Venus and Serena Williams and their start in tennis and their dad and his struggles um, he was their coach for a long time. Oh wow! Just just jumping in. Oh yeah, please. Denzel beat him last time. <laughs> for what? For training day. Oh okay. And he was also up against Russell Crowe, Sean Penn, and Tom Wilkinson that year. Wow. 
good good pretty packed category yeah so it'd be, yeah, it'd be funny if he turns off <laughs> or if he you know he wins and then the it's all yeah it's all even <laughs> no you're, you're totally right so it's it's kind of funny it's a biopic about venus and serena williams in their very early days of tennis mm. and some people have been like well why is it all about the dad that is a fair enough take i think but also they've been very heavily involved in this and i think they wanted the film to yeah dad, so. so this okay oh several things you've just raised there okay. firstly going into this film i thought this film was going to cover a lot longer of a time period than it did mm. it's really about their start in tennis and doesn't it doesn't end with them becoming professional players. Like no, it, it's they're, they're it's still way before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I wish I'd known that going in because I had a certain set of expectations that weren't really met and I was a little bit disappointed after I saw it. Um, but I probably should have known the film's called King Richard. It's not yeah. called Venus and Serena. You kind of <laughs> can tell where the focus is there. Mm-hmm. Something I thought was interesting. Sorry, have we ca- have we recapped the plot? It's just about them with tennis and financial struggles and trying to get them professional and yeah, and and their whole thing was that he was teaching them, coaching them in tennis. He wasn't really a tennis player himself. And yeah, he was no way close to being a professional coach. And it's their sort of outsider run into the tennis world, and that's actually inspired other parents to coach their children in in the years since. And mm. yeah, so it, it's on the one hand, it's King Richard. He's like, he's their dad. He, they love him and they have their life is all about what the sacrifices he made. But also at a certain stage point of this film, I was like, dude, just back away. You're actually causing more trouble than helping. I know, I know. So I think it's, it's not really, it's not just a, it's warts and all, I think. Maybe the warts could have been bigger, but at least they're there. I think it's not just the hagiography about him. Maybe not. I'm going to okay. have to disagree with you. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to preempt you, Christian, but it is kind of like, oh, he does something bad, but in the end he does the right thing every time. And so. listen, maybe that's realistic. Like yeah. there's a lot of parallels drawn in the film, quite obvious, blatant parallels to his style of coaching, to other parents' style of coaching. Mm. Like he always said that they were really always, you know, built them up. And if they made a mistake, it was, it's all right. We'll just do the next one. We'll just, we'll totally. be fine. And all these other young girls who are playing are saying, I'm such an idiot. Why didn't I hit that? I can't believe I didn't make that. And their parents are, are doing the same thing, right? And he wanted them to be good people as well as good. Exactly. And he wanted them to have a rounded education as well, which mm. is a, a point of contention in this film because mm. they want to become professional tennis players and he wants them to go to college and have an mm. education, right? I think because Venus and Serena they're executive producers on the film and they were quite heavily involved in the story. It, to me, seemed like a very uncritical eye on him. And there's a really great moment in the film where they've moved into this new house. They've gone down to, they go to Florida, don't they? Um, and it's an argument between Richard and his wife. And she comes out with some home truths about the fact that He's been cheating on her and she she knows that and that he never has any time for her. It's only his plan, his plan that he's stuck to and stuck to. Um, and that was a – I really liked that because it showed that he was a flawed character. I just wanted to see a bit more of that rather than be told it from her. Um, That's fair. I think there was some of that in the, in his 
disagreements with the other coaches. Yeah, there was. Oh, but yeah, Pete Sampras's coach especially and the stance. Open up his stance, open up his yeah. stance. Yeah, that was so funny because he, he sacrifices so much and, like, he's done the impossible almost by yeah. getting his two daughters, or at least one of his daughters at that stage, to get the same coach as Pete Sampras when yep. they're just regular folks from Compton and mm-hmm. then... Let's, let's face it, they're black people playing tennis, which is not the most welcoming sport always in history to no. non-white people. But then doesn't let the guy coach? Like, dude, you got them here. I let know. <laughs> but he can't let go, I guess. He's, yeah. he's so... Perhaps there's a little bit of neurodivergence to his character or potentially him as a person in mm-hmm. the fact that he is so blinded to everything else. So he... Mm. This is real and it's in the film as well. He came up with a plan before they were born for how he was going to make the best tennis players in the world. He literally developed a plan, sat down, wrote out what he was going to do. And when they were born, he followed that plan to the T and it worked out. Yeah. That's that's insane behavior. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that is really weird. That's yeah. a, a bizarre thing to do. Yeah. And like, I have to imagine that Venus and Serena Williams enjoy their life and have liked being some of the best tennis players ever and you know serena obviously being the best tennis player mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. but I th- you do wonder if this film was made by people who weren't them like making a film about their family and mm-hmm. their upbringing mm-hmm. would there have been room to maybe more critically analyze like you've set their whole lives out for them like what if they didn't want to do this and it's, it's great it worked out but what if it did there's like- so much issue I have with things like this and consent because they didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice. And so many professional sports people didn't have a choice in what they did. Like I think about Tiger Woods, for example, Mm. his dad was his coach and he played golf when he was like a toddler and Mm. it was all like, oh, Tiger's hitting a golf ball. How cute is that? But then if you're reinforcing to him that it's a good thing, he's going to grow up thinking it's a good thing, right? It reminds me of family vloggers on YouTube. Sorry, I'm going to get on a high horse for a second. But there's a lot of criticism around them about the fact that they're exploiting their children for views and therefore money and sponsorships, etc. You're essentially putting their childhood, their life online for randoms to watch it around the internet, around the world, sorry, on the internet. And there are a few videos I've watched of people who say, oh, come here, little Johnny. Um, people are saying I'm being mean to you because I'm exploiting you on the internet. Do you like being in videos? And little Johnny says yes, because of course he does, because he's known nothing else and he has this beautiful, wonderful life with all the toys he could ever want, right? Maybe he doesn't have a loving family who care about his well-being. But my point is you can never know whether it was a good decision or not because the people that were involved in the situation are unreliable because they've... They've done it. They've made it. You know, if they hadn't made it, like I'm thinking about Yelena Dokic and her father and all of that mm-hmm. drama. He was awful to her, horrible to her. And her career didn't go to the lengths that it should have gone if she had a coach that was supportive and helpful. I don't know if she loves the fact that her dad planned that for her. Like, I don't know. I just feel so strange about it. It's like, I know you want to play tennis, but do you only want to play tennis because you've been told that you want to play tennis? Because it's all you've ever known? Because you don't have a choice? Yeah, I I don't want to say these two were brainwashed, but you can kind of see that 
yeah, if you make them play tennis from age of four upwards and you ask them at 20, do you like playing tennis? I'm like, well, yeah, that's all I have ever done. Of course. Playing tennis. <laughs> yeah. I've never not played tennis. Yeah. No, no, that's totally right. I think I saw recently that like Ben Atomic was talking about his dad and his troubles and mm. he doesn't seem to be in a good place from all accounts and you know, having great success as a kid and having a overbearing parent, it's I don't I don't know the particulars of that situation, but it's almost that emotional abuse doesn't feel very good mm. and work out mm. very well. Weird. And it's even worse when you're on the world stage. Exactly. International. So, All right. Yeah, but but you were saying, but we were just saying a minute ago, he's a good dad because he wants them to have a good life and mm-hmm. go to school and actually learn some languages and not just play tennis. Like, and he actually pulled them away from doing all the junior tournaments when he realised that yeah that was going to be their whole life moving forward. So yeah, it's not easy enough to say that he's just all bad or all good. Do you also so. think there's like an added pressure because the thing that they were chasing was also going to get their family out of poverty. Like they, there are a lot of kids, kids yeah. in this family and they're all sharing a bedroom and sharing single mm-hmm. beds and he's working two jobs and trying to coach them. Like it's it's a very much, you know, underdog story. Mm. Um, but imagine the pressure. It's like one day you're going to make millions of dollars and help us so that we're not poor. Like how can you say no to that as a human being? <laughs> yeah, and... You're 12 and it's like, okay, you got to start hitting this ball better because the whole family's going to rely on you for this. I know. It's a bit much to put on kids' shoulders. And, you know, not every junior tennis player is going to be successful. I know. So, Ugh. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough stuff. The film itself, though, as a, as a biopic, I think it was pretty good. A bit long, maybe? Yeah, long. a bit long. And but I've actually lots- had a thought, sorry, just to jump in. When we say a bit long, I don't think we're necessarily talking about the length, the physical runtime of the film. I think we're more talking about pacing. Generally. Thoughts? This was 145 minutes. True. This was very long. (laughs) But I felt okay with it. But you can have a long movie that's that's got a fast pace to it is what I'm saying. Hmm. You know? Like it's not not a be-all and end-all if it's over 90 minutes. No, and I was kind of – I was pretty well entertained all the way through, so. Yeah bit long i was going to say though what makes up for that is seeing john bernthal in short shorts so <laughs> what do you think of his stash i liked it he's a great actor <laughs> he's a great actor the stash was ridiculous but i get that he was playing a character and it was very you know put on the whole cast was great i didn't like the mum was great um the girls who played venus and serena were also wonderful mm-hmm. yeah no no real faults you can really find throughout no I, the gang stuff. Hmm. So I feel like a lot of this film is really beholden to what actually happened. That stuff felt a little melodramatic to me, that he was going to go get a gun and kill these people, but then they just happened to die. I think that was more a metaphor for how rough, you know, their upbringing was and the kind of culture that they were surrounded with. Mm-hmm. But. That just felt really out of place to me with the rest of the film. It, it, it was like for a second, like, are we going to be like a Taken sort of Liam Neeson <laughs> movie? Yeah. I don't know. 
I um Yeah, a little bit melodramatic there. It was much better when it was more about the um the the pressures of, of playing tennis and yeah. the offers they're getting and Dude, you got to consult your family when you get no, them up on the table. No, he just walks in there and says, so you're going to do this for me. And the people are like, well, we can't do that. We're going to do this. And he's like, no, nah, you're not. My plan, <laughs> if you'd like to turn to page eight of my plan, you will see that you actually grant me this thing and that means that I can do this. And like there's that great bit and you got to admire his self-belief and confidence where someone's like, you know, this is not going to happen, but your children aren't going to be the world's best tennis players. And you're like, yeah, what if they do, though? Like, you know, just give them a shot. It's like, what if they do? Yeah. And, again, maybe it's like, it's almost like confirmation bias because it did work out well. We all know that. But it's like, is that thing about when someone offers you something, like, you know, in terms of a, you know, a new book or a screenplay or a tennis player in this instance, you lose no money by saying no. If you're the person who's got the power to say no, right? Yeah. But if you say yes and you put millions of dollars into them to be tennis players and it doesn't work out, you've lost all that money. So the risk is tremendous to you. And so if you say no, you just go back to what works normally and, and mm. it's normally getting you know, the best young white girl tennis player. That's what you'll do every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I... He had his plan and his plan worked. So what what are we... He had a plan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, can I talk something about the plan I just thought about? So it actually gave me an insight into their early, Venus and Serena's early lives because I didn't realize that it was all Venus. Venus was the one who was picked to become mm-hmm. the first big one. And I remember her being really really good growing up watching tennis and then she didn't seem to get like as much of a run and then Serena came and obviously Serena is next level right Mm. but there's that scene where um Serena's really upset because Venus got through and she didn't or something and Venus was chosen to be the she was the chosen one and Serena Mm. wasn't and Richard says to her you're it's all right I got a plan for you you're going to be the best one in the world so that means that he chose Venus to be the second best. That's pretty shitty, isn't it? I don't know if he chose, but I think he might have realised that Serena's talent was like next level, maybe. And it feels know, to me like he's like, be... right, so what we're doing 
screw you. You can get out of here. I'm going to focus mm. on this one. And then when she gets where I want her to be, she can just F off and I'm going to build you up again. Mm. Is that a nice thing to do, Mr. Richard, sir? I don't know. I don't think about Venus like, signing off on the script when she brings a note in. Do we have to have a scene where Dan says I'm shit <laughs> compared to you, Serena? What do you reckon? Is that needed? Do we need that? It's actually really interesting over the credits they play some of the original footage that some of the scenes mm. were based on and, and they've gone to great lengths to reenact those pretty mm. much exactly, you know, mm. mannerisms and intonation and all that, um, which is always really fun. I always found that really fun when I was acting to, to get it exactly right, like how mm. someone else did it. Um, and it's just insane that this is true, that he just trained these two girls to be the best tennis players in the world and he fought to get them where they are and got and got to see John McEnroe's coach. Like, what? He just right. waltzes in and says, you're going to, you know, no. And nothing against them either. Like, obviously, in those moments, they have to prove their talents and they have to step up. And if they couldn't, then, you know, it's all over for them. So it's not like they had no impact in it. It just felt very much like... I don't know. I'm conflicted. I have conflict, conflicting feelings about it. Hmm. So as a film, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Not a good time. Almost felt to me at certain points that it was going to be almost like the the first in a series and the next movie could be about them and their in their teens and 20s sort of making it big. Mm-hmm. And the film is hinting at stuff that's happening later. And it's also funny biopics in general, but these ones... In particular, because we like, it's like, oh, is she going to get a contract? Like, well, we know that she's going to. Are they going to make it big? Well, yes. Yeah, the, the reason the film exists is because we know they make it big. But it was still nice to see the journey. Yeah, it was interesting to see the because journey. it is such a remarkable journey, and it's the same thing that got him, his family where they got to was his drive and determination, it was also the thing that probably could lead to his downfall as well, and got him into trouble and got him into arguments with everybody that he came across. Yeah. So I like that in a character. Like, you know, your biggest weakness is also your biggest strength and vice versa. Yeah. And there's also, like, their neighbours who call social services on them as well. Mm. Why? Why did you do that? Well. Because he was hard on them. (laughs) I think her idea was that, yeah, he's spending, he's making them train for tennis all this time and he's just a madman. But she didn't know the ins and outs, the fact that he was actually really loving to them and supportive and yeah. encouraging. She didn't know the plan. So. She, she didn't have a copy of the plan. We need to get everyone a copy of the la- laminated plan, please. But I guess that was like he was doing something out of the ordinary and that's that's also always frowned upon. Mm. So that line from Moneyball, it's like the first guy breaks through the wall, he's going to get a bit dusty. And mm. so. Can I read you but, a couple of quotes from some reviews? that I think are really interesting. So they're obviously praising Will Smith's performance. Mm -hmm. And Wendy Ide from The Guardian said that Smith is excellent, fully inhabiting his character in one of the only roles to date that has required him to fully shed his habitual gloss of Will Smith charm. Which I... So true. It's so true, isn't it? There is not an ounce of um, self-consciousness in his performance. There's not... There's no ego there's no i don't want to wear that because that makes me look Mm -hmm. ugly there is completely and he's got a a particular 
way of speaking as well, like a new accent he has to learn, which he does flawlessly, incredibly. He's not, yeah. oh, it's Will Smith. He's still Will Smith, guys. Like we know he's an I robot, but he's still being cool and he's Will Smith. He's completely gone in this role. Like I, for, I forgot it was Will Smith. And for someone that well-known, for me to not be thinking about that all the time, like with Kristen Stewart's performance in Spencer, I always was like, this is Kristen Stewart. She's doing an amazing job, but it's Kristen Stewart. This I was like, God, Richard's being hard on them. Richard's doing this. <laughs> Another quote I wanted to read you is... Just to jump in oh, there. Go for it. What you just said. That's um, interesting you, you said that because so many actors, as they get older, want to sort of still claw onto what made them successful 20, mm. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Will Smith could be out there every day doing... Fresh Prince still, couldn't he? Oh, yeah, easily. Or in his action movies that he's done as well, like he's, you know, the guy from Men in Black and whatnot. Yeah, for this film, at least, he's like, you know what, I'm going to play someone my age. I'm going to play an older guy who has a bad hip and can't walk very well and yeah. is as obsessed about his children. Like, he could still be out there doing comedies or doing action films. Like, I saw the trailer the other day for the latest Liam Neeson film. He looked so bored. I felt sorry for him. <laughs> well, he just plays the same role in the same movie over and over again. Yeah. I mean, like, you could have other options in your life, potentially. Like, maybe you like making these action films, but... doesn't seem like it, does it? You already made it, mate. And he <laughs> just seemed bored and sad and in the trailer, at least. No. Maybe maybe the time of your life. I don't know, Liam Neeson. Get in touch there. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Let Lonnie know you're okay. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Some of the more critical reviews say that the film makes the tennis champs seem almost incidental to their own rise to greatness, which I can understand how you come across with that. I come away with that feeling. Yeah. You kind of get this like, oh, it's all Richard, not yeah. the actual girls. But then, as I said, the they still had to play well, like they still had to <laughs> yeah. actually do the thing. Well, that's where I think like that, that could be the sequel where we actually see their side of the story as they have to grow up and be the tennis players that he's molding mm. into. Interesting that the AV Club gave the film C+, which is not great. Mm, okay. It said, it keeps enough of Richard's messy past off screen to feel like a hagiography with a few concessions mm. rather than a true warts and all portrait. I guess that's what we were talking about, about a critical mm. eye. What's his messy past? I need to know more about him. I obviously need to re- read more about his his life. Well, that, that's but how much is his life like relevant for this storyline that we're going on yeah, yeah. true <laughs> i thought the, the plan was like a few pages apparently it's 85 pages long so whoa yeah. so we wrote a dossier yeah basically <laughs> goodness me yeah I, I do kind of feel like i, I like a, i like a biopic that just like takes a defined period of time because it's really hard to go from cradle to grave and cover everything mm-hmm. so like when you sometimes you get more of a picture of, of a person just in that short period of time like lincoln you know that was just about sort of a few weeks in his life rather than his whole life but yeah but then you do miss stuff anyway so it's hard, it's hard to please everybody and do everything isn't it mm. seems like the messy past they were alluding to were his numerous affairs and marriages he's got at least nine children mm. that they can they know of mm. Um, it reminds me of when Boris Johnson on Wikipedia, his children were listed, like number of children was listed oh as my God. three to five. Yeah, because they don't know. 
It's got to be more, surely. This this Wikipedia page of him says he also has other children, including yeah. this person, and then another adult son was present courtside at a tennis game in 2011. So, like, no one knows. <laughs> but like that's he's a he's a man. He can he's a private man. He can do that. But we should know how many children that the prime minister has. I feel like he should know how many children he has. That's what I'm more concerned with. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think I had a good time watching this at the movies. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's come out at a great time for Australia because we've just had the Australian Open. So it's very timely and we're all missing Serena on court. Um, yeah, I hope she comes back and gets the record. Hey. I hope so too because at the moment in women's tennis, there's not a lot of obviously Ash. But apart from that, Ash just like breezed through the whole run. Like, I don't, she dropped like one set, I think, in the whole tournament. I don't think she dropped any, actually. She didn't drop any sets? In Australia, yeah. Um, and I just, where's the competition? Where Where's the strong female tennis players, you know? Like, we need more, <laughs> more funding, more support. We don't need dickheads trying to create male-only clubs saying that they mm. get the most money. And I hope that certain it. dickhead was watching the Australian Open final with a packed court for Ash Barty. I um, would I'd like to see um, female tennis play more sets as well. Yes. Because that would give, like, cause, because uh, Ash, in particular recently, is so dominant, mm-hmm. she just goes in and out less than an hour, she's over top. But if there was longer mm-hmm. sets or longer games, longer matches, I should say, yeah, they might have more chance for the other players who sort of get on top. I think they, they want that too um, from what mm-hmm. I've seen. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'm a huge fan of the tennis. I watch the tennis like every year. used to print out my little – well, back in the day, back in my day, you used to get the newspaper and it used to have a little blipped out with your little bracketing mm-hmm. chart and you'd write in your little names and you'd highlight your favourite players or I would so I could follow them. So I knew where Roger was at all times in the draw. Um, so it was it was really great to see on screen. Like if you like sports movies, you'll like it. If you like biopics, you like it. If you just want to see how they got their start, like it's mm. one of the best athletes of all time. It's it's an interesting film. It really is. It's done really well. So, okay, now. We talked about it before, but Oscar noms. Best picture. I can't see it winning personally, but it's got a nom. It's cool. Will Smith, I reckon it might. What about a screenplay, potentially? Mm, what's it up against? Let me see. Original screenplay, it's up against Belfast. Uh-huh. Don't look up. Mm. Licorice Pizza. Oh, yeah. And The Worst Person in the World. I haven't seen it, but you said it's good. It's really good. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to share around Belfast's awards. I don't know if PTA's, if that's the one they're going to give PTA. Uh, yeah, because his movie is... Licorice Picture is wonderful, but is it movie enough to win Best Picture? But sometimes they give like a good movie, the writing one, so then they have a little, little thing. It's like it was well written, but we can't get a Best Picture because it wasn't. Yeah. Epic, like Belfast is kind of thing. Yeah, maybe is not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I think you're onto something. I reckon potentially Best Actor, at least, which would be great. Has he? He hasn't won an Oscar before, right? Bill, Bill Smith? Yeah. I don't believe so, no. It's his chance. It's his chance. It's his career chance. Remember when they gave Leonardo DiCaprio an award because everyone was saying that he should have one and it wasn't even his best performance? I remember the woman, the older woman who sat next to me at the cinema up in Toowoomba. I watched it and she got about 20 minutes in and then she turned to me. Don't know A why stranger? Me, a stranger. said, not for me, and then left. 
That was in the reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't make it, lady. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad she told you. I'm glad that she felt like she needed to communicate that to you. Did you not know it was a very violent western where he... Maybe she didn't. Like, maybe she didn't. It's like, oh, Leo. Okay, what she means. Oh, dear. All right. What are you going to rate, Richard? I'm going to give it four stars today. Hmm. I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. Enjoyed it. Well done. I just wanted a bit more messiness and a bit less, you know, PG-13. But it it just also felt kind of because they're allowed to be egotistical. They're the best tennis players in the world, right? Mm. But it just felt a little bit manufactured that they were in charge of making a movie about themselves and their dad. And I think a little bit of distance might have done the film a bit of good in that it could have done a few controversial things. Like it was very cookie cutter. There was nothing that shocked me in this, nothing that wowed me or, you know, like filmically, I mean, or story-wise. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like you want them to be involved so they can tell their own story. Yeah. And you can get the access and you make it realistic and all those things. But at the same time, they're crafting the, the story that gets put out there to the world. So... Yeah, do we would we rather have some distance and people can look critically? It's like that. You're better off being an insider looking in or an outsider looking in or insider looking out, sorry, or an outsider looking in. So who's to say, Sine? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. I just, it, it, I think it could have been really brilliant if it had a bit of space. Sure. Question though. Yeah. Not related at all. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the winners of best screenplay, best original screenplay, because we're looking at mm-hmm. that category. Spark Jones just has not done anything, has he, since her? Oh, yeah. He's done other stuff. He hasn't made any movies, though. <laughs> any, any real movies. <laughs> any real real movies? Oh, my God. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> no, not in the sense, like, he's made her. He's like, thank you very much. I've made one of the best movies, yep, to ever exist, and that will do me. Thank you so much, everyone. I I shall keep producing Jackass, which she's been doing recently. Uh, Really? Yeah. Spike, buddy, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Give us some more movies, mate. All right, then. We're on the social, not me, Sine. We are. We're at I Only Like You Pod on Twitter. Come chat with me. Come hang. Give me your thoughts. Did you like this movie? Did you not? I like if people gave us a rating and review on iTunes. I would love nothing more than a rating and a review on iTunes. (laughs) And tell your very best friend and your tennis coach, please. Yes, please tell your tennis coach. Mm -hmm. Although, if you're telling your tennis coach about a movie that's about Serena and Venus Williams, get a new tennis coach because they should probably know that this film already exists and probably should have watched it. (laughs) All right, then. Goodbye. Bye. 